0: Oh Well, it's so good to be with you guys, and uh, I'm excited about our sermon series, Game On. Have y'all enjoyed it so far? Game On, being fully in, uh, being healthy in different areas of our life. And so this morning, we're going look to at, look at being all in in the area of relationships, our relationships. How can we be all in? How can we have healthy relationships? All right, I want to ask you a question, and you're welcome to answer it if you want, how many of you have ever built something, created something, fashioned something, or invented something? How many of you guys have ever done something like that? All right. Who's willing to share something that you've created, something that you've built, maybe something you've invented uh, with a group? Who wants to share? Yes, ma'am. I created my own business. Your own business. All right. Tell us about that, Cassidy. What's it like? Yeah, so if you need photographs, captured by Cassidy. I love that. There we go. All right. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So you made a robot. So did it talk? Did it go like? No, I'm just kidding. I, I know you didn't make a robot. that talked. I mean, you might have. I don't know. Yes, ma'am. Um, I started making my own blankets. Like, making your own blankets. blankets. Very cool. Yeah, yes, ma'am. Okay. I may on You're on what? Ministry. Ministry? That is in prayer. I look forward to hearing more about that. This side of the room's heavy with inventions and creation. What about you guys in the middle? Did y'all make anything? Thank y'all. Come on, you guys have got to be creative. I heard. I saw your hand go up. Didn't you do something, Ken? Ken? Made a toolbox? All right. How many of you guys were in Cub Scouts and did the Pinewood Derby? in Boy Scouts, all right? So you made your car. See, when I did that in the early 70s, you know, the Corvette Stingrays had the wonderful lines to them, and so I made mine like a Corvette Stingray. I was so proud of that thing. So who else? About What Anybody here? Yes, sir. I made Daniel sculptures. Sculptures, all right. That is awesome. Anybody over here? Somebody's got to do it. I'll call you on you. Be careful. <laughs> Terry, what would you create, man? Oh, yes. The cross, yes, yes. So, so Randy did the cross, and uh, I think you've made another one, haven't you, Randy? What's that? Okay, so as a couple, y'all did. It. But I love the textures. I love, I love all of that. And so, Randy, thank you. And you, Randy, was a big part. He was one of that massive army that made this happen for us. Randy was the project manager. Manager was here all the time, constantly overseeing things. So, thank you, Randy. And, and the cross, beautiful. I like the backlit part of that. Ah, it's fantastic. All right, over here. How about anybody over here? Create something, make something, invent something. Uh, you gotta, we got creativity over here bubbling. I just know we do. What do we got? What do we got? Is it going to be crickets? Is it really going to be crickets? Griff, I'm going to call on you, man. Not very <laughs> That's okay. We built, houses one. built houses until you Built houses until you want. There we go. So everybody, all the sections are represented here. So, so. God, as we know, is our creator God. He has created the heavens and the earth. Everything around us that we see uh, is a part of his creativity, whether it's you being created by him and making something like a beautiful cross, whether it's you making something, you and I are a part of God's creation, and we know that. That's who we are. Not everybody believes that, but we know that to be true. So when God created us, when God fastened you in your mother's womb, when God thought you up and said, I want this person to live at this time in history, and I want them to have these kind of characteristics, I want them to live in this part of the world, when God made you, created you, he did so with certain intentionalities. He did so with certain thoughts. So when I made that Pinewood Derby car, I wanted it to look like a Corvette Stingray, man. I wanted it to come down. I wanted to win. Dude, I did not even come close to winning. Some of these other guys had all that. You know, uh, uh, but what you think, this is what I want this to do. This is a function that I want it to have. This is, this is uh, what I've intended for it to do. This is, this is why it's here. And so when God creates us, he creates us with all of those things in mind. And as you and I, just like Jordan, he's going to take a year out and be on the mission. God, it's part of how God wired him. He responded to a call, and thank God for Griff and all the folks that have gone on these Tijuana mission trips for, for what, over a decade now? How many times? Yeah. So so many guys, so many girls, so many leaders have gone through and been a part of our mission experience, and God speaks to our hearts. But when God created us, one of the things that we know from Scripture, and this is in Genesis chapter 2. Genesis 1, we get the wide scope of creation. Uh, In Genesis 2, it kind of breaks down a little bit more detail of how he created humans. And so when he takes Adam, the first person, he gets the dust of the earth, and he breathes into it the breath of life, this this dust, this dirt. Adam becomes a living being. And then God starts creating the animals, and Adam names the animals. And then God says this, verse 18, it's not good for man to be alone. It's just not good. It's not good for man to be alone. And so I'm going to make him a helper suitable for him. And so that's when Adam was put in a sleep, God took the rib, fashioned into that rib a woman, and brought her to the man, and he said, "She is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh; flesh she shall be called woman." And they were married, the two of them were naked and not ashamed, and they began the human race. And so when God creates us as individuals, he creates us not to be alone. But to be a part of a community, to be a part of a group, we're not supposed to be all by ourselves. That's why, I don't, that's why I'm not in the, in the phrase, man. You don't want to hear me sing every day. But, but God didn't want us to be all by ourselves. Now, there's a part of us that's created for solitude. We have to have that to be balanced. There needs to be time when, you're, when you pull away, when you're by yourself, when you, you, you know, that, that's important. But that's not how we're supposed to experience life by ourselves. We are to be a part of a community. And that's why family is the foundation of our culture, of of our communities, families. So let's think about these relationships that you have in a family. So in a family, you have a mommy and a daddy, the the perfect family. you got a mother and a father. And you might have siblings, sisters, brothers. I might have more than one of each one of these. You have grandparents grandmother, grandfather. Uh, Sometimes you have great aunts and great uncles. Sometimes you have an uncle and an aunt. Maybe your parents have siblings. So you've got all these different relationships. Uh, Sometimes you, as you grow, you become uh, not just a sister or brother, but you become a parent yourself. Now, not everybody is created by God to be married. Some are called to be single all their life, and that's a calling of God on them. But but in, in the family, you've got all these relationships. You've got all these dynamics that are happening. And God creates us to be a part of a biological family. And sometimes these families are healthy, and many times these, these families are not healthy. But in God's created order, family is so, so important. So then, as God has created us, and in Christ Jesus we become a part of a spiritual family, you and I are part of the family of God. When you and I trust in Jesus, even though he's, God's created us, When we trust in Jesus, we're forgiven of our sins. We are adopted. You and I are adopted into God's family. And God becomes our heavenly father. Even though God created us and knows everything about us and is always with you, he becomes my and your father, heavenly father, when we trust in Jesus. And then you are a part of his family. And that is the church worldwide. The church universal. So look around to the person to your left, and if there's nobody to your left, look at the person, and say, you're my brother or you're my sister, depending on if they're or male or female, in Christ. You're my brother or you're my sister in Christ. Now, some of y'all are actually family members. I, I'm your mama, you know. But uh, anyway, so in Christ, now you can go to the person on the other side. We, y'all got to do that. Well, y'all are husband and wife. Find somebody that you're not married to, and you get to say that. But because but, uh, you look, you know, Wiz, looking at us. like. You're my wife. You're not my sister in Christ. But, but you are his sister in Christ. So, so, but, but we're part of the church family, the family of God. Now, I've told you all this. I'm going to digress. I've got a few minutes. I can digress. So I remember um, when I graduated from the University of Georgia, I went on staff for the campus ministry. Fran was in Mississippi. Didn't even know her. I'd met her at a conference. Uh, but when she graduated from Mississippi State, she went on staff for the same campus ministry in Starkville, Mississippi. And so the guy in Starkville ended up going to the Philippines. We started some ministries in Makata, uh, in in Manila, and and, uh, kids were getting saved left and right, and so we started some campus ministries on those campuses. So I was asked to go all the way to to Starkville and and direct the campus ministry at at Starkville. So I prayed about it, and I said, you know, Lord, I don't want to leave the University of Georgia. I love, I'm glad I graduated here. I want to minister on the campus, but if you want me to go to Starkville, I'll go to Starkville. And the Lord said, go. I packed up everything, moved to Starkville, started directing the campus ministry there. And when I met Fran, I remember thinking, hmm, is she the one I'm supposed to marry? And I heard nothing. Victoria, I heard nothing. <laughs> I heard nothing. So I thought, okay, well, Fran is my sister in the Lord, and we're going to work together. And so uh, that's what happened. So we worked together for about a year. We were best friends. We did ministry together. We're, we're taking the start of Mississippi, you know, for Jesus, you know, and, and partnering a ministry with other campus ministries. And, and I thought, man, this friend, Mac Cree, her name's Mac Cree, her maiden name, she's the most amazing person I've ever met, you know. And if there was, you know, any, oh, thank you all. Yeah, but, but, but it's like uh, she was my sister in the Lord. And then when the Lord started speaking to me, she's the one to get married to about a year into our relationship. He's, you know, she's the one I want you to marry. I was like, no, Lord, she's my sister in the Lord, and I, I'm not, no, no, you know, I asked you if I was supposed to marry her, and you said, nothing. And then the guy's like, well, I'm saying it now. <laughs> but anyway, so the reason I'm telling you all that is that, that, yes, she was my sister in the Lord, so you can look at her, she, you know, sister in the Lord, but then When God brought us together and now she's my wife, now we have a different relationship. We're husband and wife. And then then the Lord blessed us with three children. And and so now I'm not only a a son of God, that relationship, but I'm a husband and I'm a daddy. And as you all know, Fran's probably talked about baby Claire, you know. We're, we're grandparents. So we've got, and, and I've got nieces and nephews from my sister and, and, uh, and, and all these different relationships. But we're supposed to be connected. We're supposed to be in relationship. So not only do you have a biological family, but you have a spiritual family. So the reason I told you all that about Fran is, is like there's these different dynamics to the relationship. So our relationship now is different because we're husband and wife than it was when we worked together. And so uh, God creates us to be a part. Of a family, and so the writer in Hebrews, uh, this is in chapter ten, and it'll be up on the screen, but it's a powerful statement about community. And so the writer of Hebrews in chapter ten, I'm gonna we'll start in verse twenty-three. It says, "Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he God, for he who promised is faithful. That's why we can hold fast our confession because he's faithful. And let us consider how to stimulate one another." To love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So, what the scriptures teach us is that we are not only a part of a family, we are to encourage one another, strengthen one another, but to be a part, be united with one another. And what we're not to do is to fall into the tendency that some people even had back then. And that is to not gather together, to not be a part of this community that God brings us into when we have faith in Christ. And so the tendency is, well, you know, yeah, I know they got church coming up, but you know, I'm just going to kind of skip out on it. No, God says, I want you to come together. And so there's power, there's strength when we come together in community as a corporate body. So you guys are worshiping here in our historic sanctuary we got a whole another group of folks worshiping this morning at 8 30 we had a group in the historic sanctuary worshiping and so God says I want you to come and do that come together encourage one another love one another inspire one another motivate one another pray for one another all these one another's that we see in the scriptures God says you are to be a part of this wonderful community now the great thing about that is oh it's, it's exciting I mean I love being back in this in this building but that's not the only way we ought to stay connected So in your order of worship, there was this insert, and Haynes made reference to it. And if you've got it, I want you to pull it out. So being a part of the corporate worship is so vital, so important. We need to worship together. We need to sing together. We need to pray together. We need to hear the word of God preached. All of these things are so vital when we come together as a worshiping community. But that can't be the only relationships you and I have. Where we truly can grow, where we truly can be nurtured, is in a smaller group setting. So we have Sunday school classes that meet every Sunday. And these groups are designed for community. You can know the folks in your Sunday school class. You can pray for them. You can pray with them. You can do life together. And then there's other groups that meet, sometimes off campus, sometimes on campus. There's small group Bible studies. There are community groups. There's, there, and, and these smaller groups are where you and I can truly be known. Now, you might look around and say, yeah, Mark, I know everybody here. Or you might say, Mark, I really don't know Hardly anybody here. And that's why the small group is designed for us to grow in our faith. And so we want you to get plugged in. We want you to be a part of a smaller group, whether it's the choir, whether it's the Sunday school, whether it's the praise band, whether it's a Bible study that's starting. And here are some options for you to, to be a part of that. And, you might, and there's contact information for each one. And you might say, well, Mark, it's kind of intimidating to, to get involved with a group that's already started. And I understand that. That's why we're starting some newer groups And so uh, sometimes it's midweek that you can meet. Sometimes it's evenings that you can meet. Sometimes you'll meet with this group for a little while. Sometimes you'll meet with this group for years. But the idea is let's get plugged into a smaller group so you can be vulnerable, so you can grow in your faith, so you can do life with someone else. Because God said it's not good for us to be alone. It's just not healthy. We have to be a part of a group. And it's more than just coming together and worshiping as a big body. He wants us to be a part of a smaller body. Um, as you know, we're United Methodist, and our, and our roots go back to the Anglican Church in England and even back further. But John and Charles Wesley, as they began their ministry in the 1700s, one of the beautiful things that they did was they got those who believed in the Lord to gather in smaller groups because they knew in the smaller groups you could have discussion, you could truly get your questions answered, you can truly pray for one another, You can truly hold each other accountable for doing what you were supposed to do. And and when you didn't do something, you could could be, you know, all of those things that help us grow and stay on track. He knew that was where that happened. He experienced that personally in college. He had a group of guys that they met on a regular basis. And and that's how we really – so we want you to get connected. I want you to be connected. And I'm excited about that, um, these opportunities. So as we take up our offering in just a minute, I want to remind you of a communication card. And so on the back, you've got the place for prayer requests, but you also have a place where you can say, um, I want to be contacted about a smaller group. And if you'll check that box, just say, hey, I'm interested. I don't know much. I hadn't taken taken time to read all this information, but I don't want to miss out this fall on getting connected to a smaller group. So please keep me in mind, and we'll get in touch with you and kind of help you get plugged into the group that really can meet your need because God created us to be a part. And he doesn't want us to forsake the assembling together. And he knows how he wired us. And if we're not a part of a smaller group where we can grow and be nurtured, then we're missing that opportunity to be supported and loved and grow and really be who God's created us to be. Amen? Amen. Let me pray for us.